0: Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor JD Farag.
1: There's a lot of fear. God's not, of course, given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I know my own propensity, my own proclivity to, you know, start becoming anxious. And, you know, I struggle sometimes with anxiety. I mean, I'm just being very open with you, and sometimes the anxiety and the, you know, oh my goodness, I can, I'm seeing all this
0: happen, and the Lord just has to remind me, just, hey, what are you doing? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Second Thessalonians. In our world, there's so much fear, whether it be politics, sickness, economics, or anything else, there's always something that we can be afraid of. But in today's message, Pastor J.D. will remind you that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of courage. Take heart that Christ has overcome the world. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth podcast iPhone, or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth.
1: Today we're in 2 Thessalonians. We're going through this epistle, and we're going to finish, Lord willing, chapter 2. And our text will be verses 13 through 17. I'll ask you to turn there if you're not there already. The Apostle Paul turns a corner of sorts now here at the end of the chapter and says... Verse 13, but we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you, verse 14, To this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then brothers and sisters stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, who loved us, and by His grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Wow. So, really been looking forward to teaching this passage today. I want to talk with you about something that I believe is so apropos concerning the crisis and even the chaos that's in the world today. Namely that of why it is that we as believers in and followers of Jesus Christ should never be shaken, never be moved by the evil in this world. And it (laughs) is seemingly waxing more and more evil with each passing day. What follows are four reasons that should have the much needed effect of keeping our sanity in a world of insanity. And I say it that way because, and I know it's not just me, but is what's going on insane or what? Are you kidding me? We talked about this in the prophecy update. Just indulge me for a moment. So doubtless you heard about now, you know, because they're, they're, it's the cancel culture, that's what they call it, so the removing and erasing history, the, the history of the United States of America. So about three weeks ago, when this all started to, to happen, I made a comment. I'm not a prophet. I'm not the son of a prophet. But I made this comment. I said, how far back are they going to go? Are they going to go all the way back to Jesus Christ and the crucifixion and the resurrection? Well, sure enough, just this last week. Uh, I think it's one of the co-founders, actually, of Black Lives Matter, tweeted on Twitter that every image of Jesus Christ needs to be taken down. (laughs) I mean, okay, anyway, (laughs) that is, I mean, insane, the word insane doesn't even come close to describe. the, The world has gone crazy. But we don't need to go crazy. (laughs) We can keep our sanity in an insane world. So I want to share with you four reasons as to why it is that we can from our text today. And this first one might kind of come off a little bit strange at first. But in verse 13, it's because God likes you. You mean God loves you, right, Pastor? No, I, I said God likes you. Why do you say it that way? Well, sadly, we live in a day that is such that the word like seems to carry more weight than the word love. The word love has been marred and and profaned, and I, I by profaned I mean it's been made common. That's what the word profane means. And so when when I say to you, God loves you, I mean, it's, it's, it's just kind of, you know, it has no, it doesn't have the same impact like saying this. Hey, God really likes you. He does? Yeah. He likes your posts on social media too, because <laughs> it's all about the likes, you know. You mean he likes me? Yeah. He's not mad at me? No. I mean, He he likes you. He loves you. And He will never let anything happen to you because of that. You know, there's a lot of fear. God's not, of course, given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I know my own propensity, my own proclivity to you know start becoming anxious and you know I struggle sometimes with anxiety I mean I'm just being very open with you and sometimes the anxiety and the you know oh my goodness I can I'm seeing all this happen and the Lord just has to remind me just hey what are you doing I love you so much. I mean, think about it this way. How much do you love your kids? Oh my goodness, I love my kids so much. Well, you're an earthly, fallen, sinful father. I'm a perfect, loving, heavenly father. And, you know, if you're not going to allow anything to happen to your children, in as much as you have the power to, you know, do that, how much more will I be with you and protect you and keep you because I love you. You know, I think the enemy has been met, unfortunately, sadly, with a measure of success when it comes to planting seeds of doubt in our minds about the love that God has for us and what that means to us. If you were to ask me what I thought was first and foremost the number one reason to never be shaken, no matter what is happening, this would have to be it. Satan has had his way with you. He's deceived you, and you've believed his lies as the father of lies. I want to encourage you to spend some time in Romans chapter 8. To me, it is one of the most powerful chapters in all of the pages of Holy Writ concerning the love that God has for you and me. I want to read verses 37 through 39. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Rome and says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors. <laughs> I like that. We're not just conquerors. No, we're more than conquerors. Yeah. <laughs> not in and of ourselves, through Him. Who loved us that's why? That's how. And then he says this verse thirty eight, and oh my goodness. As I read this, and I know you know this, and this is a familiar passage of scripture to most, I'm sure. But as I read this, I want I want you to listen through the lens and follow along through the lens of him covering every possible anything and everything you could think of concerning the love of God. Listen to what he says. He says, for I am convinced. There's, there's no doubt. The, the jury is not out. The verdict is in. I am convinced. What are you convinced of, Paul? Oh, that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. That pretty much covers it. I'm looking at this thing going, okay, let's see, we got that. Well, that takes care of that. Height, depth, that takes care of that. Demons, present, future, not not takes care of that. Death, life, nope, takes care of that nor anything else in all creation. That sums it up. We'll be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing's going to separate you. You know what this means? You know what the implications of this are? This means that there's absolutely nothing you and I can do to make God love us less. I'm going to say the same thing in a different way. So too, does this mean to me and you that there's nothing we can do to make God like us less. See, and here's what the enemy does. He comes in, kind of had a bad week. I, I didn't have a bad week. Don't look at me like that. I'm just, you know, use it by, by way of illustration. You know, I kind of blew it again. And here's the enemy going psh, psh, psh. that that's you know <laughs> that's what he does to me anyway I don't know if he does that to you and i w- I wouldn't pray right now if I were you You think come on, I sure wouldn't go to church. are you kidding me after what you did again so here comes the condemnation I think i i, I kind of keep my distance, you know. Give God a few days just to kind of, you know, cool down, because He's, he's had it up to here with you. He's told you till you're blue in the face. Yeah, I, I, He's kind of ticked off at you right now. No, He's not. No, He's not. See, you have to understand that the enemy, before we come to Christ, is all about doing everything and stopping at nothing to keep us from coming to Christ. And then once we come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, he shifts his strategy. And now, now that we're saved, now that we're in Christ, he'll do everything he can to distance us from Christ. So how's he going to do that? Oh, he comes in and starts putting these thoughts in your mind that, you know, um, God's kind of mad at you right now. You're not doing so good, are you? And then the condemnation and the infrastructure of guilt that He builds in your life, and then you start living under the crushing weight of that. And He's got you. Because He knows that as long as He can keep you from the cross, where it's all been paid for, then you're living in that condemnation. And then it's not long, you can just, you can start the, the this is really an old stopwatch, now you have to use your phone because there's an app for that. So just push the, the clock, the you know timer on your phone app. It's just a matter of time before you start questioning God's love for you. And then now all of a sudden here's this distance, this separation that's been created because of it. You know, for me, the litmus test is, I know it's the Lord when it draws me nearer to him, and I know it's not the Lord when it distances me further from him. See, that's what the devil does. It's condemnation, and that distances me from him. Conversely, the Holy Spirit convicts me and draws me nearer to him. And James says, when we draw near to him, he in turn draws near. To us but Satan will do everything he can to keep us from the cross where the ultimate expression of god 's love for no greater love hath any man that he would lay down his life for another before we move on to the second one, I just want to say lastly on this very important, please don 't miss this. when you see what 's happening in the world it's very unsettling, but God you need to be reminded of this one very simple yet powerful and profound truth, that God's love for you is such that He will not let even a hair on your head fall to the ground. Now for me, He's allowed a lot of hairs to fall. I'm sorry for the humor, but I'm getting some miles on that one because i got a lot of miles on me, so can't wait for my new body. I've already put my order in. Hey, and you're going to recognize me now. I'm going to have a huge afro, just so you know. (laughs) I actually did have a huge afro when I was a kid. Maybe that's what, anyway, I digress. Enough of my problems. So, (laughs) don't miss the point here. (laughs) When you realize that God loves you so much, that much, are you kidding me? Nothing's going to happen. He will always be with me. Lo, he's with me always, even until the ends of the earth. And by the way, that's not just a proximity promise. That is a prophetic promise. To the end of the earth, the end of the age, the end of days, he will be with me to the end. Here's, here's a, a, a question that I have inquired of the Lord that he has answered. Because of his love that nothing can separate me from. So here's my question. Lord, um, I want the rapture to happen yesterday. (laughs) If the rapture doesn't happen and we've got more time and things get really bad and they could, um, that's kind of scary a little bit to me. And to you too, right? Right? So, here's the answer from the Lord. Yeah, but J.D., you don't have anything to worry about because I love you so much, no matter what happens, I will get you through it. Yeah, but what if it gets really bad? No, no. You know, I, I got I to say this because, um I don't got to say it, but I'm going to say it. I've been hearing, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, maybe it was last week, but I've been hearing you know, things and statements like, oh, uh, that's never going to happen. Or so-and-so would never let that happen. And I think you know who I'm talking about. Really? Wait, I almost picture God seated on the throne going, hello, what about me? I'm not gonna let that happen to you. I love you so much. I'm with you always. I will always protect you. I will always, here's one, I will always provide for you. You know, when I make a statement like that, now, today, after everything that's happened, I am keenly aware of the numbers of people that are no longer employed. And they're looking at this thing like, I don't know how I'm going to make the payments. I don't know how I'm going to survive. How am I going to get through this? No, 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 wait. God loves you. You belong to Him. His children never beg bread. He will always provide for you. That is a promise, and it's not a conditional promise, by the way. My, My children, because they're my children are entitled. Ah, it's a terrible word. I should have never used that. They are, because they are my children, they're going to be the beneficiary because of my being their father. I should have never used that word entitled. That's a big word in our home, by the way. We are so entitled. They are, actually, but that's another sermon for another time. (laughs) You know, I guess you could say it that way. As a child of God. As God's people, we have this promise. We are entitled in that respect. And he will always... I know this isn't proper English. Don't email me. I get enough emails as it is. But he can't not. I know it's a double negative. He can't not. It's inconsistent with who he is, his nature, his character. And because of his love. And that's what Paul is saying to them. Keep in mind, he's trying to encourage them. (laughs) And and he's saying to them, and it's replete throughout the passage that we just read that's before us today, repeatedly, the love that God has for you, the love that God has for you, the love that God has for you. Here's the second one. It's in verse 14, and it's because God called you. Now, I realize that when you talk about God's call on our lives, it might seem at first to be a firm grasp of the obvious, but what in the world was that? Yes, Lord, speak. You're a servant. (laughs) Something just fall? Okay. Wow. Being called actually has a profound meaning. And I I know this might sound like or seem like an oversimplification, but by way of illustration, it's like God calling you. Think of it this way. You know, somebody important calls you. You're like, wow, you know who called me? No, who? So and so. Whoa. Well, then I come along and I say, well, that's nothing. You know who called me? God <laughs> take that I know that's a, again uh by way of an illustration he's called you he's called you and then you, you answer the call and it's an invitation what's the invitation oh it's to share In the eternal glory of Jesus Christ. That's a call I want to take.
0: We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth. Our time with you is coming to an end today, but that doesn't mean you have to stop learning from God's Word. We encourage you to read the Bible yourself. Each book holds information, encouragement, and instruction that will be beneficial to you. Are you part of a community of believers? If you haven't yet found a church that you can call home, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. A church family can be a source of support and comfort, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. This is also a place you can serve and encourage others, too, and where you can be challenged to dive deeper into your relationship with Christ. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you have a standing invitation to be part of our family of believers Come join Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more and get directions at our website in spiritintruthradio.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings as well as his Mideast Prophecy Updates, an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this time in our world. You can also find Pastor JD's ABCs of Salvation there, a great way to share the simplicity of the gospel message with friends and family. That's all available at our website again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for tuning in today. Join us next time for more from God's word right here on In Spirit and Truth.
1: Love